This is the 117 Podcast with your host, Rafael Hernandez. Welcome, everyone. This is Rafael Hernandez, and I am here once again with FCB Historian to talk Barcelona. Hi, Ralph. Thanks for having me on once again, and I look forward to our discussion. So once again, I want to thank everyone for the support on social media. I cannot stress this enough. I'm going to thank everyone for the support every, on every podcast because this is what keeps me doing this. And it's, it's all very inspirational. The reception has been fantastic. It's always over a thousand uh, downloads for each podcast. This is a massive number for a podcast that, that just debuted. So thanks a lot, guys. And if you want to support me directly, just go to my Patreon and you can give me a hand, you know, like to, to buy better audio equipment and all, all of that stuff. So today we are going to be talking about the Club de Amigos or what we say, the Club of Friends inside Barcelona, if they are, if it actually exists, if it's been broke, breaking down, what is, go what is going to happen to this supposed group of players that have too much power at the club? So to explain it, how, how it is, how people see it, the Club de Amigos at the, the club started with rumors that the club, that players inside the club yielded too much power and they were actually asked about which players to sign. I think that this kind, uh, this kind of report was really misguided. I, I don't think that uh, players like Fidal, Suarez, or Messi were ever asked which players to sign. We know that Messi didn't uh, like the Griezmann signing. He wanted Neymar. It's a fact by now. When I, when I actually read the first reports, I didn't believe on it because it was very unlike Messi. But Messi himself has come out, has said that he wanted Neymar. So that's this basically corroborates what was said. And his cold relationship with Griezmann was was clear for everyone to see for the past season. I think that this season it's going to improve. And you have the situations at the club where Rakitic had was given a legends goodbye by Barcelona, while other real, actual Barcelona legends like Daniel Alves were simply shown, shown the door and they didn't have an, even a decent, a respectful goodbye. And this is the kind of, this is the kind of problem that we've been talking about uh, at, at the club for ages now. There's no sporting planning, there's no leadership, there's nothing. And if the players inside the club, if a group of players inside the club are having too much say on, let's say, transfers or, or, or who starts, this is very worrying. And we saw a few signs of this with the, with the Messi goodbye post to Vidal. Vidal has gone to Internazionale. And by that post, it's clear that Messi was really close to him, basically con confirms what we... We, we won't fear that the, the team, the squad has stagnated because there's a group of players that simply start by decree and this cannot happen and it all ends with Suarez, who's actually been a problem for a few years already too. Yeah, I think, I think the discussion really um, centers around um, or should center around how much influence uh, these, these players um, have when it comes to transfers and, and um, other sporting issues. Um, you know, I think I think the um, 
I think the the amount of influence is overstated in this case because, I mean, if if they were given the chance to uh, plan, you know, and, and take charge of, of um, the the transfer uh, process, then obviously um, they would have planned things uh, differently, and I think it would have turned out better. I I think uh, you know uh, they're not up against decent competition in the board. Of course, with the recent um, transfer subs um, and, and all the hiccups that they've had, um, I think they would have been able to, you know, uh, assemble a better team. So um, I think the influence is overstated. But again, there there are a few players who band uh, together. Uh, I don't know if it's for cultural reasons. I think that's the first um, thing that comes to mind, being South American and whatnot. Uh, you know, they're, they're basically, uh, you know, from the same, let's say, from the same geographical area. So. Um, yeah, that explains the sort of cultural proximity as well. So it's fine. I mean, it's, it's, it explains that. But I mean, whether there's a comfort zone within the club, I think, I think yes. And it goes beyond club de amigos. I think it's it's just as widespread as the sort of, um, you know, as the problems that are like sort of uh, plagued the club for so long now. Uh, and yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's how I see it, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's, it's obvious that the board is using... Uh, the, the players as scapegoats. Uh, we, we have already seen Messi being blamed for many of the signings. And for the, actually, many people still believe that Tata Martino was signed because Messi liked him, but Messi had never even met the guy. So th- there's a lot of misres- misreporting there, a lot of mis- many misconceptions too. And it's exactly as you said, if, if Messi and other players had a say, on who assigns, we would be in less of a mess right now than, than we are. It's it's quite obvious because anyone could uh, could have seen that Griezmann wasn't uh, a good fit for Barca. Same for Coutinho and Dembele. Dembele was a good fit, but he arrived. In a, I've been a, a big critic of, of Dembele before, but I actually revised my opinions on it because... Looking back, Dembele was one of the highest-rated footballers, young footballers in the world, when he signed for Barca for a massive fee too. And he arrived at a dressing room that full of comfortable players, full of dressing room cliques, you know, small groups. And you had Valverde, who was very lenient. So you had the situation where the players were completely lost uh, inside the dressing room. They just played football, and that was it. There was there is not much commitment and when you put a kid like Dembele who has many self-destructive habits like obsessive gaming and 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 healthy diets you bring lots of issues to if if you arrive let's say that you are that you're moving homes and you arrive at a new home and it's a mess there you can't change anything you're bound to slack off too and that's what happened with Dembele I wouldn't call him a bad signing I would say that he was a signing made in bad circumstances because let's say that Dembele had been signed and he arrived at Liverpool a few years ago or Manchester City or even Bayer. I would say that he was never going to be allowed to be to be as ir- irresponsible and lazy as he's been. So young players need a lot of guidance and Dembele was the biggest victim of the lack of commitment and effort in the dressing room. It's been happening for a long time now. Yeah, I think I think it goes both ways, um, really. Um, you know, um, Dembele has to accept some some personal 
responsibility as well for 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 you know his physical deterioration as well and and you know his um, his lack of commitment at times uh you know his unhealthy habits that you've mentioned and i think i think it's it's really it's really you know it's there's two sides to the story um the environment that he's in right now is not conducive for you know uh growth i mean he arrived as a as a young player but even then i think you know uh the the example that he set at dortmund really when 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 you know barca came um knocking on the door and he just basically skip training and like uh you know put put Dortmund in a really tough situation uh you know that that left them with a with a really sour taste in the mouth you know uh but overall i think when he arrived into barca i think he was out of shape so he was he was thrown into you know he was thrown into action and uh, you know given the fact that he he'd been you know um had been training for a while you know the, the injury came as no surprise so um you know uh with that with that in mind uh it's not like he he put a lot of work into um into you know uh let's say reviving his Barca career i think he went on uh, to just uh you know it, things went on a downward spiral spiral from from there on in um you know uh, and he hasn't had the chance to develop i mean uh, you know i think i think things would have turned out differently under a coach who um you know uh uh, who, who kind of like who, who would understand them belly more but i mean it's it's really it's really a case of of uh, the grass being greener on the other side yeah absolutely uh, it's easy for us to say right now but we we can't really say how he would have performed at uh, at other big club that is more organized than barcelona right now and you have the situation where Dembele, when he was fit and playing for Barcelona, he had many amazing matches. It's easy for us to forget that he was one of the, the best wingers of, of the world, I would say, in all of the world. When he was really great, he had many fantastic goals, many great assists. He actually won many, many points for Barca in his second season that helped us win the league. With the league, so he deserves some credit, and he 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 should take more responsibility right now. Yes, that's that's true, and we have seen the rumors that Liverpool. It's not even rumors anymore. We had big confirmations from the Liverpool side of journalists confirming that Dembele actually refused to join Liverpool on loan last season, which is very interesting. And Manchester United are actually trying to get him on loan right now, but he still wants to stay at Barca. So he he's a guy that, he of, of course, he's, comf he's comfortable at the club. I would say that he likes Barca and he wants to be here. And that's the the first thing that that's the, the first thing that is important to to achieve su success at a club. You want to be there. You want to be happy there. And let's hope that with this season with Koeman, he he has more focus. He is more committed, and hope for the best because he still can come out good. I would say that Coutinho, for personally for me, is a complete lost cause, but not Dembele. Absolutely not him. I think there's plenty of uh, you know hope uh, for him to revive his career. I mean, being 23, I, I guess he's 23 or 22 still, so he's he's still pretty young. But again, he needs to take responsibility towards his, uh, you know, uh, towards himself, towards his body, uh, you know, his, his um, 
his lifestyle and whatnot, and really need to accept that you know it's it's now time to 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 work hard and to improve other aspects of his game, which you know it really what really really stands out and really sticks out in Dembele um, is his decision making. Uh, you know sometimes he he just he he has this habit of going for the spectacular, which is really. Uh, you know, I understand. You know, he's he's a spectacular player. He's a, he's a he likes to play with flair and whatnot. But like, really, uh, you know, sometimes it's easy to do the 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 most sensible thing rather than just go for the spectacular. So, yeah, actually, many people unfairly accuse him of being brain dead. But I I was I was a person that really watched a lot of Dortmund and Dembele's season there with Tuchel, and he was one of the smartest players on the pitch for most of these decisions and he was really incredible so it's it really it's really unfair for anyone to say this i would say that dembele still has a very high ceiling uh, he he even scored a winning goal in the cup final against Bayern. Let, let us not forget it as one of one of one hell of a goal he he had over 20 assists for dortmund in his first season too so what dembele right now needs he needs a, a little bit of guidance a coach that actually uh, takes care of him, a coach that is fond of him and support him, and perhaps Koeman is that guy, because I would say it's Dembele's last chance of making it at Barca. This is the last season for him yeah, to make it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that he's going to last one final season, because it's he only has two years left on his contract, one year left uh, when the season ends. So I would say that he's very likely for him to stay any further and it says a lot that you have Klopp with Liverpool. Liverpool won the Champions League and on the Premier League and they won Dembele and Manchester United have many great players going forward and they won Dembele too. So it and PSG was actually trying to get him too last summer. So let us not forget what how a, how much of a great player Dembele is. Yeah, I mean as you said on his days um, you know he can he can bring a lot to the table. But uh, as I said, and I think I'll, 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 I stand by this. Really, he just needs to, to you know, put his mind to to it and really just give it his, uh, give it a little bit more commitment. Uh, you know, we're all anxious to see him uh, perform to the level or to the standard that they've we've we, that he set. You know, elsewhere, whether it was at, at um, Dortmund or or in France, I think uh, I don't remember the name of the club where he started out. But really, he set he set a really high standard. So I mean, we we want to see Dembele at his best, and I think I think whether we 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 you know love him or hate him, you know we we all as as, as members of you know or, or, or fans of Barcelona, we want to see him at his best. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I would say that the Barcelona fans have been really patient with Dembele. Uh, I, uh, a few weeks ago, I actually said on social media that Dembele had become a bit of a religious figure for many Barcelona fans because many people actually believe unconditionally that he's going to come out good. And it's not that simple, but it's good to see that because a player like him actually need, needs this level of support. He needs to feel supported from all sides and his and and his whole... And his whole inclusion in the Barcelona squad, in the city, in the club, it was really done in a very poor way, which is another thing that the Barcelona board needs to be criticized. Is this uh, lots of uh, many of the top clubs already have uh, a sector inside the clubs that 
of people that actually helps the players to settle in their in the in this in their new city. You have the example of Manchester City. Manchester City actually have some people that help the, the players that the players can the new signings can call them anytime they need help. And this is very this is very important because the players feel actually included inside uh-huh. inside the club, inside the city and they, they start to feel part of something because let us not forget uh, that when the Bele arrived, he was only 20 years old. And yep. imagine you are 20 years old. You just you just became the biggest signing of the most expensive signing of all time for one of the biggest clubs in the world. And then you arrive and you have to rent or buy a house all of all by yourself. You don't have your family close to you because we know that Dembele's family didn't want to move with him to to Barcelona, which I, which I found very unfair. We we had we have had reports of Dembele going many times to France just to see his family. So this kind of integration is absolutely paramount, and it was absolutely overlooked by the club. The club needs to step up in that regard. Yeah, let me be the devil's advocate, really. Um, you know, if you remember, like um, earlier on in the season when Dembele got sent off, I don't I don't remember who who um, who it happened against, but really. Um, the the fact that uh, you know it was it was reported that Dembele had actually insulted the referee, and then you know when his teammates try to try to talk the referee out of sending him off, they 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 said that Dembele doesn't speak Spanish. You know that was the excuse. So you know if there's any truth to that rumor or, or if there's any truth to that statement, then basically you know um, I think I think Dembele needs to accept some responsibility because you know if you're if you're in a country. Uh, if you've been in the country for two, for for almost two years uh, at the time, well, it was two years, and then you you basically you know you still you still didn't speak the language, then that's that's something that counts against you really. Uh, but yeah, I think I think Dembele has been lacking in that regard. Yeah, yeah, that's that's correct because we have the case of Ter Stegen. He, Ter Stegen was already studying Catalan for six months be- before he moved to Barca before the. There was a, a full agreement made. We know that that Barca had an agreement with Gladbach on January, but Ter Stegen was studying Catalan even before that, and it's very it's a very interesting contrast. But yeah, we we would all we we would all expect them to be Sp- speaking Spanish by now. But I, I'm going to to partially put this on the club too. Why didn't Barcelona assign assign him to some Spanish lessons? Because once again, it's a matter of a twenty year old arriving in another country all by himself without family. I would say that if we have to blame Dembele for everything that ha- that has happened since he signed, I would say it's fifty percent the blame is on him and fifty percent on the club. That way, no no one gets away with any criticism because both parties deserve it. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. I mean, uh, it would be more of a to me. It would be more of a sixty forty split, you know, between between. <laughs> I would say more more Dembele and less the club. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, under the current board, yeah, things have been have been you know the, the awful. But you know, with Dembele, really, I mean, I think he should have taken a little bit more uh, responsibility. But that's just me. I, I had massive expectations. Uh, when we signed them, so I think the level of disappointment is kind of like proportional to to that. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's very accurate. I would say that that I was really hyped to see him at Barca, but let's hope for that he has a he has a great season ahead. And 
to finish the the Club de Amigos issue, uh, it's it would be well for us to recall too that Eto, Deco, and Ronaldinho were actually had their own group in the the final years with that they were at the club, and it they it it actually brought many issues to the club, and the the squad started to get back on track. The moment that uh, Deco and Ronaldinho left, and Eto only didn't leave because he was really insistent to prove Guardiola wrong, and of course he did. But that's what I'm expecting for the season: that the the clique, the, the South American clique, is is broken up. I would say that Rakitic was also an issue, but he's a separate issue from the from the South American clique. So you already have uh, Vidal and Suarez, who are two great friends of Messi, leaving. I would say. It's good for Messi too because he will be able to to focus more on pitch, and good for him to recall to, to remember too that not all of not all of his teammates on pitch have to be close friends of him. Yeah, it's a, I would say that I'm being a bit harsh on Messi, but it is what it is. Yeah, I think I think really, I mean, in a situation like Messi's, uh, you know, as I said. Uh, Suarez and Vidal, they come from the same sort of, uh, you know, um, geographical region, let's say, and there's a lot of cultural, uh, you know, uh, they, they share a lot of cultural, uh, you know, similarities and all these things. So really, it, it's it's inevitable that, that, you know, a group of people who are like-minded, let's say, would band together. You know, it happens everywhere. And, you know, of course, these players are, you know, up there in terms of seniority as well. So, yeah, of course, you'd expect them to you know, you'd expect to be there to be some sort of um, hierarchy within the dr- dressing room. We've had this before, you know, as you said, with Eto, uh, Ronaldinho and Deco. Um, it's going to happen some, at some point in the future. You know, you only need to, expl- uh, to, to express, you know, concern when, when it really, uh, you know, uh, uh, begins to interfere with the, with, the, with the club on the pitch. That's when we express concern. But, you know, friendships and whatnot, I think people at times, they read too much into it. But, you know, if Messi had had too much control, then obviously, as I said at the beginning, Vidal and Suarez would have would have been able to stay and see out their uh, respective contracts. Yeah, I would say it's about being professional too, separating friendships from what happens at your job, because let, let us not forget that being a footballer is a job. And being a footballer for Barcelona, an even harder job. So there's a level of commitments and a bit of ruthlessness that is to be expected of the players too. Okay, so this is it for Talking Dembele and Club de Amigos. We we are going to be reducing the podcast size to around 20 minutes per issue because I've had I've have asked many of you and many are in an agreement that. 20 minutes is just the, the right amount of, of time to be listening to a football podcast. So there you go, guys. We'll keep adapting and, and making lots of lots of great content for you. See you on social media. Take care and thank you, FCB Historian, for being here once again. This was the 117 Podcast.